11.05, Pinpoint Health Show on social, Insta, and the Fache book as well. Pinpoint, <laughs> the Fache book. It's the Fache book. What's going on, buddy? Not too much, you. Greg's, Greg's telling Yeah, he's, he's not Greg, leaving. Greg didn't he's leave. not leaving. Hey, he's got are, a you, grievance <laughs> for me. What's your, your grievance for you, me, Greg? You asked me to stay, man. Yes, I did. <laughs> I wanted me, you to stay. You're you know, always kind to have me on your show. You're always yeah. welcome on mine, for sure. The uh, you know the, 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 one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you is because often um, you know I was saying during the break that whenever you try to keep yourself as a grown man into top performance like physical performance and you're pushing things that most people don't do you're always walking the injury line you always hundred percent yeah and uh, if if I've ever gotten injured it has always been in a quest to be in better shape mm-hmm. yeah which is stuff that happens I yeah. mean you see it uh, Johnny in yep. um, about two and a half years ago, when I first started to, you know, get back into martial arts again, because I did it for a long time, somebody landed by accident on my rib cage. Right. So, you know, the the rib separated. So it's like my rib cage was compressed, and uh, there was there was a a bruise in between my ribs. In the muscle. In, in, in the muscle. Right. Okay. And uh, but your rib did not. Break. No, 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 no. I haven't had a, a broken rib ever. Okay. But uh, the bruising went up. And uh, above the muscle and b- below it. Mm. So when I was breathing, mm-hmm. I would oh. push on that bruise, and it was excruciating. Right. I have not been able to heal that properly. And uh, from time to time, it rears its ugly head. And uh, like, for example, now I was headed down to my jiu-jitsu school. I have my gear and everything ready, and I'm second-guessing myself as to, ah, maybe I should So what did you do to treat it initially? Nothing. I just left it oh. alone. I stopped breathing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Last that, in a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the, it's the exact thing that I talk about that you can't just leave these things right. Yep. So it, it, I mean, bruising in that area, it potentially could have been a bone bruise. So, so bone bruises can last a very very long time, um, and they're very very hard to treat because of the lack of blood supply in that area. But some therapy locally to the area will probably help tremendously. What so, what sort of therapy? Well, it depends. Like number one. It's always hard for me to say without actually figuring out, is it what you think it is, mm-hmm. right? Because the other thing that's possible is there's nerves that go in those intercostal muscles. Yep. You could also hurt nerves. Herves, nerves don't heal as well as soft tissue like muscle. Bones tend to heal, but they don't heal that well either, which is why when they break, there's callus formation. They never look the same. Um, so in terms of general therapies for that type of stuff i mean i'm always a proponent of most conservative measures to most invasive measures something like that probably just needs really good manual therapy so just getting in there getting that muscle stripped out as much as possible trying to get any scar tissue that might be there now broken up and letting it reheal so like massage yeah, so it's soft tissue therapy, whether that's massage, mm. a physio, a chiro, anybody can intervene with soft tissue therapy, but it has to be specific to that area. The other thing to consider is then what happens. So your rib cage is important for your breathing, so diaphragm stuff is an important thing to work on with that type of thing as well, release of the diaphragm. Um, some modalities are very, very good for this type of stuff. There's modalities that help only with pain, and then there's modalities that actually help with healing. So some things can just block a pain signal versus other things will actually promote a healing process. So things like laser therapy are a healing modality because it will promote blood flow to the area. That blood flow will bring all the good things that blood brings. It will help it to heal. Acupuncture for this type of stuff is very good. Really? because same. So uh, there's a lot of stuff that happens when you put a needle in somebody's body. 
And <laughs> I, I'll say, <laughs> yeah. when you put it in, in, yeah. in somebody's but the, body, the something happens. The specific stuff that happens with acupuncture is pretty incredible from a neuroendocrine pr- perspective. There's a lot of neurological signals, a lot of uh, hormones that get released, and that helps the healing process as well. So I would generally say is... If you're right on what it is, because yeah. that's the first caveat of it all, if you're right, I would say that those things that I've just suggested would probably help 99%. And you know, the funny thing is that, uh, you know, Christmas time is unusually hard on rib cages because yeah. we have irresponsible <laughs> students yes. that put on a tremendous amount of weight, like Professor Lewis at my school, that uh, is turning himself into a hibernating seal. <laughs> so when you have a professor that's 230, usually is 190 pounds, but, you know, I guess he's pretty happy. So now he's like 250. And, uh, <sighs> you know, the, the, the weight alone, is, alone was enough. Now, do you, how do you know for sure you never broke the rib? I, you know, to be honest with you, I don't know. So that's the other thing. That's the other thing that I'd want to do is if it's still bothering you at this point, an x-ray is warranted because I mean, there's nothing you can really do for a rib fracture unless if it's displaced, that's a problem. But if they're not displaced, but sometimes they never really heal. So now all of a sudden you have a joint that shouldn't be there. And when it moves, it will cause pain. Ouch. Yeah, and so yeah. that's possible. Sounds there's, out. there's a lot of people that have these chronic fractures and they don't realize that it's there. Now, there are some things that you can help to do to, if that's the case. Yeah. There are things you can do to promote that fracture healing, depending on what stage it's at, right? So Now, what if I if I did break it and yeah. uh, I never did anything about it and now I have a joint there? What, what do you do? So, again, it sort of depends how the fracture is healed. Um, I mean, there's... I would say surgery is the last option, uh, but there's some, like, again, laser therapy, which can promote some healing. The problem is, is when fractures heal, if they form a callus, then that's it. It's done. The only thing that will then keep it together is if you actually put some hardware in there to keep it in place, which nobody would do for a rib like this. So the reality is in that scenario, if it was broken, you're just sort of where you are. And so now it's just, you know. Right. And knowing a lot of the times will help you to mitigate the risk for certain things. And you understand that you have something there. So maybe you might avoid it if it's aggravated, like you're saying now. Those are times that you may want to take a break. So it doesn't it's not necessarily a bad thing, but you, you should know. Well, I, uh, I'll probably call you after the yes. show so you can you can send me up. And folks, uh, you know, this is uh, Greg Carrasco here. You know, Dr. Payne knows what he's talking about. And uh, that's one of the reasons why. I mean, I'm I'm a pretty active person, and uh, whenever I have a health concern from of, you know from an athletic standpoint, he's the person that I go to. Just like he comes and see me when it comes to his car yep. situation, you. The listener of the show, you are lucky mm. that you have this sort of expertise available to you on for, six for free yeah. on six forty. People yeah. don't realize that they, they that don't, we're man. paying to give them this advice. <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing how that works. But anyways, thank you so much no for having problem. me on the show, man. No problem. Thank you. Phone lines are open, folks. Uh, good way to open it up: four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell. You got uh, questions for. Dr. Payne, bring him on Pinpoint Health right here. Global News Radio. And 11.15, Pinpoint Health show indeed. PinpointHealth.ca online as well. Instagram and Facebook and all the good stuff you can catch on there and info at Pinpoint Health. You know what's incredible about social media? The amount of new followers that I have that are healthcare professionals, which is fine. I love that. Of course. But I really designed it for the people. Mm-hmm. Like, like more, more of you people out there listening, go to my Facebook page, go to my Instagram page, follow me. There's it, The content is designed for you. Right. 
Now, I'm not saying if you're a healthcare professional, don't follow me. I'm not, I don't, I, I want to make sure that that's clear because then people hear this and say, well, he doesn't. No, I want you guys to follow me. But really, yeah. I would love the, I really love to educate the general public mm-hmm. more than anybody else, obviously, just based on what I do here. Right. Uh, and because educating other healthcare professionals, they, I, which I do, I, I also teach, I'm a professor. So uh, I enjoy that as well. But if you are listening, you should go add me to Facebook or social or uh, Instagram, Doctor Lou. There's a lot of good stuff on there for you. Yeah, it's just the way social media works, like birds of a feather. So you're going to get all kinds of people in your business. Yeah, and, and that's fine, you. and that's yeah. and that's cool. I'm totally cool with that. But I, I've just it's funny because my my original intention in working with the company we're working with is really to design it for. Yep. The average person who right. wants to educate themselves, because again, when you look at these types of pain and injury problems, the reason why I do the show and the reason why I do all this stuff, I don't actually, I have a say on the social media, like I oversee it from a high level, but I'm not the one posting everything yeah. because I'm just, I'm not good at that stuff. But the reason why I do that and I do the show is because consistently when you look at the scientific evidence on pain and injury, something that always shows up is education and empowerment. If you can consistently teach people about their problem, make them understand and let them know that there is light at the end of the tunnel, they always do better, no matter what else you're putting there, whether it's this modality, that therapy, whatever. Education and empowerment, that's why this radio show exists, because I realize how important that is. Again, pinpointhealth.ca. Check it out or just uh, search it, uh, Dr. Lou, on Instagram and Facebook as well. Thomas, thanks for hanging on. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. A quick one. So I have, an, I believe, an injury of my left knee. Okay. I, uh, I'm into kickboxing, and I do some weight training. Yeah. Uh, but a couple of months ago, I just started to kind of get this clicking noise uh, in my left knee, just like, a, you know, like a knuckle clock clicking. Yep. And then uh, one day, um, I was doing some weightlifting, uh, squats and stuff, no pain, no problems. Next day, uh, massive pain in my left knee. Um, and when I'm walking, it feels like my knee is going to kind of like click, like a pop out, <laughs> and it okay. kind of hurts. And it's more inside of the uh, knee, just below the knee on the uh, right side. Okay. And and so- i just just wondering, you know, is this something that I should uh, kind of do anything about? Or Yeah. I, so it does my, my consistent message is always no matter what it is, you should do something about it. I mean, we had we just had Greg talk about... Uh, his rib injury, and the first thing I asked them was when it happened two years ago, what did you do? Nothing. That's problem number one. So same thing, whether this is something that is just a simple muscular strain of some sort or it's something really bad like an ACL tear or something like that, you should do something. If you don't do something, then it will likely just perpetuate and get worse and worse over time. You might get periods of, of being asymptomatic, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the problem is solved. So yes, for sure, you should do something about it. But let me ask you a few questions. Uh, number one, how old are you? 45. 45. Uh, so this hurt. Was there a specific incident where you felt this or it's just sort of come on? Uh, you know, it just came on okay. uh, overnight. And the next yep. morning, I'm like, holy smokes, like massive. Uh, Any thing. swelling? And it's gotten better now. Good. Um, and I do have these LED laser lights, something light therapy, and I've been yeah. putting it on and, and turning it on at night. Yeah, that's not laser. <laughs> but anyways, LED, yeah. yeah, that's funny how some things are marketed as laser and they're not. But anyways, um, uh, what was my next? Any and, any and swelling? I'm putting on this kind of like Chinese, uh, kind of like tiger bomb on it, and it kind of helps for a couple of hours. Okay. Any any swelling that you get? Uh, you know, no, 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 no swelling. Okay, and in it's and you, the pain is still bad. No, it 
it's significantly gone down. This is about two and a half weeks ago, three weeks ago. Okay. Any uh, lock? You mentioned that there is clicking. Any locking of your knee ever? No locking. Okay. It's kind of like clicking, and once it kind of clicks, like a knuckle crack, uh, it kind of goes away, and then it comes back again when I'm just walking. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely something that should be investigated. It's it's hard to say, obviously, over the radio what it could be. It definitely is is. Uh, um, you know, there are some concerning symptoms in terms of the clicking and the, the sudden onset of pain. It makes me think maybe a meniscus type of injury is possible, especially with what you do from a, a martial arts perspective and working out. It's not that uncommon. And if it's symptomatic, now it also depends on what type of tear it potentially may be. It could also just be a functional problem that's happening. But regardless, again, going back to my first point, whether it's one or the other on either end of the spectrum of extremes, it's something you should have a look at. You shouldn't be trying to manage this yourself and and there is a better way for sure uh to deal with it should i be seeing like just a gp at first or Uh, physio cairo probably the the worst thing you could do is see your gp about these things but i would say physio or cairo right because gps are often going to go right to like an x-ray and an ultrasound which isn't going to show much the when it comes to physical problems more important than imaging is good physical testing and that's what chiropractors and physiotherapists are trained to do one last thing, I, yep. I did notice that it hurts the most when I like twisting motion, like when I'm getting out of the car yeah, with that, the left leg and I'm kind of yeah. twisting to So that out. that's another sort of symptom that makes me think towards meniscus again. So, uh, yeah, so I think it, it definitely does not seem like it's just nothing. There's something that, that does need to be investigated further. Okay, go see okay. you then. All right, thank you, Dr. No problem. Take care. Thanks, Thomas. And uh, yeah, reach out one eight five 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 Doctor Lou D R L O U. That's the way to get a hold of. In the meantime, you want to call uh, now and get your questions answered. That's how it works. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell. Pinpoint Health Show Global News Radio eleven twenty five Saturday morning and the Pinpoint Health Show. You want to uh, call and uh, ask some questions about your health? Get started. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on your cell. The mic's not. Oh, geez. Now it is. I'm a slacker. Thanks, Jody. Um, Well, it worked. I said some stuff about social media and some people have added me. So still, if you're listening, go to the Instagram page, Dr. Lou or Pinpoint Health, or the Facebook page, same thing, Dr. Lou or Pinpoint Mm Health. Uh, A lot of good uh, stuff on there for you. Um, What are we going to talk about? Let's do, you know, it was good that Greg was going on the grievances because I often have a lot of grievances about just in general with yeah. this, like like that type of thing, right? Where, you know, if something is in the acute phase, should you do something about it? Yes. Good. Yeah, <laughs> Conversation's over. Like, done. there is nothing yeah. more for me to say about that. You absolutely should intervene in the acute phases. Why? Because when you don't, Greg's example is perfect. We don't know what could have, what we could have found if we intervened in right the away. acute phase, right? Mm-hmm. We may have been able to prevent these types of reoccurrences that happen years later, where all of a sudden now he maybe can't go do the activ- the activity that he wanted to do. Um, so it is. The problem is, is in the acute phase, everyone's just sort of like, oh, it just happened. I'll leave it. Like it should get better on its own. Now. Am I saying that, you know, if something happens today, five minutes later, you should be seeing somebody? No. I mean, but if something is still bothering you after about, I don't know, three to five days, yeah, 
yeah, for sure you should see somebody at that point. That that for sure is something is wrong there, and you need it to get it assessed. Now, does that mean that it doesn't have natural history and it won't go away? Yes, of course. Everything sort of has a natural history when it comes to these mechanical issues. The problem is, is once things sort of start to, quote-unquote, heal on their own, they don't necessarily heal in a way that is productive for the long term because we're not designed that way, right? So going back to the example of a fracture, when when a bone f- breaks, the body will heal it. But if you've ever seen an x-ray of a healed bone, and if you're listening, you go, know where it is. go on Google right now and type in healed fracture and go look at the way it heals. It does not, it heals in a way that's strong, but it looks like someone just got in there with cement and did whatever they had to hold it together, which right. is fine when we were designed to live about 30 years, yep. 40 years maybe. Yeah. Now that we're living well into our 80s and potentially even longer in the next, you know, 40 or 50 years, there's some, there's some evidence that suggests that within 40 or 50 years, we could, people's uh, average lifespan could be going into close to the hundreds. We're not designed for that from a mechanical perspective. So this is why it's important to take care of ourselves. That's why we intervene. And soft tissue is not all that different from from bone. When things happen on on the soft tissues in our body, again, we are designed for, you know, 10, 15,000 years ago. So our body heals in a certain way where, you know, it doesn't know that we're going to live that long. So this isn't just about today. It's about your future self. When you help yourself today, you're helping yourself in the future. Because if you can get these things dealt with the correct way from the get-go, that is really the key in terms of minimizing what happens in the long term. That's a big grievance of mine when it comes to this type of stuff. Another thing that sort of drives me crazy, and we've had this a few times on the show, is when people are told what they need to hear, but they just don't want to hear it. Right. And so there's a lot of people I can remember once I had a person, um, my my uh, admin staff pulled me off to the side and said, hey, somebody called. They had seen you a, a month ago or whatever, and they were just so unhappy with with your with your assessment and yep. your recommendations. And I said, really, why? And they said all they said was that you didn't tell them anything. And I said, OK, geez, I sound strange, but let me go through my notes. And I obviously document everything. And I went through everything and I saw that I had taken a good history, done a good physical exam. I'd written out what the diagnosis was, prognosis, plan of management. And so I was like, it sounds like I went yeah. through everything. So, but let me call the person and clear it up with them. And so I called the person and we were speaking and, and she basically said, you know, I said, she said, I, I don't feel like I understand Um, like there's nothing that you've told me that I can do. And I said, well, you understand it was a low back case. And I said, you understand that you have mechanical low back pain, which means that you have the 95% Mm -hmm. of of back pain that happens, which is just mechanical. It's, it's a chronic issue and you have to deal with it. And you've tried a lot of different things and I've recommended essentially, and you know what I would recommend with chronic low back pain. What is it? It's pretty simple rehabilitation yes. you got to strengthen the core you got to be doing the right stuff yep. yeah and and that and i recommended that and i said so I, i'm confused and she said yeah but but that's it and i said well what do you mean that's it and she's like well isn't there something else and i said no there's not so the magic pe- pill yeah so people sometimes want like me or the healthcare profession in general to like have these magical answers we work within the realm of what we know 
And if that's what we know, if that's what the research is showing is the best approach right. to that, then I don't know what you what else you want me to say. Mm-hmm. She had tried a bunch of other things. She had tried injections. It wasn't like I was dismissive of the other interventions. I basically went through. She had tried everything you could imagine. The only thing she had never done is rehabilitate her back, strengthen her core. And the research shows that in chronic cases, if you do that, you're very likely to get better if you yep. do it the right way. And so I said, I, I'm confused as to why you think I haven't given you an answer. I've given you the answer. It's just not the answer you want. And if you don't want to accept it, then that's, that's fine. But don't put that back on me. And there's been, I, I've, we had a caller last week who was talking about that, you know, the, the mother had seen all kinds of doctors and, uh, you know, they, they were never able to help the mother. And again, I guarantee you that all these doctors that you see are telling you the things that you need to hear. You're just choosing not to listen. And that's a big difference between there's nothing that can be done or if there's nothing that you want to do about it. 416-870-6400, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. You have health concerns, something bothering you. Want to at least get an answer, get started. Call us right now. Pinpoint Health Show right till noon. Global News Radio, 1134, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. You want to go to a Pinpoint Health on uh, social media as well, Instagram and Facebook. The call out is working. People it's are working. Joining. People good. are joining. Keep keep going. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff on there for you. Um uh, again, education empowerment is the one consistent thing that's consistently the one consistent thing that's consistently. That's great. Eh? That makes sense. Just amazing. We get it. <laughs> Just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, god sometimes i should go back and just listen to the stupid things that i've said uh, you know what People, I just, I talk, we get the I messages clear much i talk too much it's, and awesome. i tried i try to keep it simple too so because there's a lot of big medical terms and things and i think that's one of the reasons why i'm successful at the radio show is because i can take a, a level of knowledge and bring it to a point where everybody could understand it and i don't think the things that i say are things that the average person sits there and says i don't understand what this guy's talking about i really really try to do a good job of that of making this something that's simple enough for everybody to understand that's not only on the radio that's how i i am in my interactions with patients is i want to make sure that you understand it in 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 your language right because pure medical language is its own language it's it's crazy when you hear the terms and you talk that way there's times when you're like that's why it's so funny when you get an mri report like even if there was nothing wrong on your mri report and you're the average person and you read it you're gonna think like holy crap i'm dying like like what the heck is all this stuff right like Simple things like degenerative disc disease. Like, Forget it. Like, it's come over. on. Like, game over, right? Yeah. Like, just, if you don't understand, and, and I, I was doing a talk for a bunch of family doctors who um, wanted to be better at sort of uh, understanding it, and just, like, all the things that they're telling their patients, like, oh, you've got facet arthrosis, and you've got degenerative disc disease, and there's disc bulges, and there's, uh, imp- like, and it's just, like, that's all they're just findings that's a radiologist's job is their mom or i'm reading the thing say their mom their mom Uh, is a radiologist the radiologist's job is just really to to lay out the findings and it's the person who's ordered the imaging the clinician there's a difference there the clinician means there there's an interaction with a human being in front of you right okay that's it is their job to To separate what they see right yeah correlate it with the symptoms and the person, the signs, all those things, and then come to a diagnosis. Because all the terms are scary if you don't know them. 
I have it on my lower back. Like, wow, how am I still walking? Well, you're just but scary it's, yeah. in general, yeah, though. Yeah, so that's what most people say. Elaine, good morning. How are you? Hi, how are you? Excellent. What's your concern? Good. I'm just calling about my mom. Yep. Um, she suffers from shingles very bad. Mm. She has for many, many yeah. years. She got the shot down in the States way back years ago when it wasn't even available here. But, right. Um, still consistent right now. Like, she even gets what's called post-neuralgic stress. Post-herpatic neuralgia, yeah. Yeah, yeah and it just seems that... Um, doctors just family physicians and that no one really seems to know much about shingles like well it's not that it's not that they don't know it's just really really tough so when you understand the pathophysiology of shingles i'm going to try to give an anatomy lesson over the airwaves here but so your shingles will reside in the nerve so the the actual virus stays in the if, if we're talking she has it where in her body or in her face uh, in her body. In her, her body. body. Okay. So if you were to look at a spinal column and you look at the, you'll see the nerve roots that come out at each level. There's something called the dorsal root ganglion, which is just an area of high neurological tissue that has messages. The virus actually resides in there, right? This is the her, it, it, shingles is the same as like a cold sore. You know, when someone has a cold sore, it always yeah. comes back because again, the virus resides in that part of the nerve. And when it becomes mm -hmm. active, it goes across the extent of the nerve. And then, and that's where you'll have the lesions on the skin and all that stuff. So it's not so much that we don't understand it or that family doctors don't understand. It, it just is very, very hard to treat because we don't understand how to get rid of it from, from that nerve mm -hmm. tissue. So it's always there. Um, yeah. And now there are things that, that can be done. And I mean, if your mom's been dealing with this for a long time, I'm even assuming she's probably tried a lot of these things, like different types of nerve uh, blocks and things like that to try to stop it. But again, n none of it is perfect. There's no perfect solution for this where you could say, yep, you do this wow. and you're good. Um, and so that is the unfortunate reality of shingles. That's why we've tried to vaccinate more people in order to prevent it. But like anything... A vaccine is never 100% effective, right? Like, it doesn't necessarily mean that you can't. It's just we're trying to really do our best to get most people immune to it so that we minimize these occurrences, which is working, but that doesn't mean that it will never happen again. And so that that's sort of the problem. It's just that when you understand the pathophysiology of it, which means how it actually works and what it does, it's just a, it's sort of a little monster to deal with it. We just don't have the right things to deal with it right now. Yeah. Like that's the thing with her. She doesn't break out in the rash a lot of times. Right. It's just the pain. Yeah. The nerve yeah. spinal pain. Yeah. And so are you someone that she could come and see? And yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see her. Like, I can't promise that again, I'm going to have any, any, you know, magical solution. There might be yeah. some things depending on, on her medical history that we could recommend to different specialists that work with me and we can try different things. But again, it's, it's just sort of a, a little monster to yeah. deal with. And it's not, it's not a simple thing. And yeah, a lot of people with it don't actually get the, the skin lesions with it. It's more the pain associated with the nerve after that. Right. Yeah. And, and that, that becomes more than just the virus too. That sort of goes back to neuropathic pain, which is when when pain when a message is sent across a nerve so many times, it becomes a learned behavior. And so whether there is a problem or isn't a problem, that's sort of what can happen. And that's the problem with post-herpatic neuralgia as well. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, definitely give me a call. I'm happy to, to assess your mom and see if there's anything else that can be done. Okay. Thanks so no much. No problem. Thank you, Elaine. Appreciate that. Again, one eight five 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 five. Dr. Lou, D-R-L-O-U, to reach out info at pinpointhealth.ca. More of the Pinpoint Health Show is on the way. Bring your calls on. you still got some time. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell right here. Global News Radio. It is 1144 right here, the Pinpoint House Show. You'll want to reach out to when we're not on the air, one 855 D-R-L-O-U, info at pinpointhealth.ca, and simply Pinpoint Health or Dr. Lou on social. Yeah, go follow. And, uh, it's yeah, working. follow, man. Come on. I do it, and I do the show, and I watch all the videos. Thanks, guy. Our pal Adam Thanks, Newmarket. guy. Thanks, guy. <laughs> we'll take Sandy, first hair guy. Hi, Sandy. Good morning. Hi. How are you? Great. Good. What's going on? Um, uh, I heard the woman talking about her mother having shingles. Yep. And uh, there, like you said, it's uh, it's in the nerve. Yep. I use a Breva, and I'm going to tell you, it works just as good as it does on a cold sore. Hmm. Yeah. So again, that's there are different options for sure. I think the the one thing that I am always very cautious of is case studies, which means something that works for one person is yeah. the worst type of scientific evidence that you can get, right? So that's why it's very dangerous to say, well, this worked for me, so everybody should try it. There there needs to be, be- and, and case studies are how it starts. So when one person does something, then we can try to do it in more people. Once we've done it in more people, maybe we can observe it in the population in observational studies, and then we can move on to randomized control trials. So uh, I appreciate the the um, the, your, your, what you've done that's worked for you. And, and that's great. And there, those are options, but again, we need to be careful in terms of generalized recommendations. If it's not yeah, based on, I understand. Yeah, yes, yeah. I understand that. Okay. But I just saying because of the pain and everything, yep. uh, I, you know, I thought, well, if it works for my cold sore, that's in the nerve also. Hmm. So I tried it. It worked. I told a friend about it. I said, I don't know if it'll work for you. She tried it and it worked. Well, it yeah. dries so it up. It that's now a case study leaf. becomes a case series where you have more than one person. But again, very low reliable evidence. Yes, but I do, yes. I do appreciate the call for sure. Um, and and again, it is important to always take that stuff into consideration. But I try to make all of my recommendations just based on on good scientific evidence. And so, uh, although. It's in, and there may be better scientific evidence. I have to look at it. I'm not. I don't deal with shingles every day, but for sure, uh, we appreciate the call. Appreciate it, Lena. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on your cell. Andrew, thanks for hanging on. Good morning. Hey there. How are you? Good, pal. What's uh, what's up with you? Well, I just mentioned you. Uh, you guys talking about the lower back and mm-hmm. uh, working the core. So stupid me, a uh, sixty year old uh, played a pickup football game at Grey Cup and. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> anyway, it, it, I've had this before. It normally goes away after a bit, of, like a week or two, but right. uh, it's been ongoing. So I did go see a, a friend chiropractor who's got me on a traction machine, okay, daily, which takes the pressure off. Yeah, which I'm happy with. Um, my question, I guess, is I, I'm more than willing to do that. The core. Yeah. At what point can I start doing that? Um, yeah, so th- that's a good question. Definitely when you're dealing with the rehabilitation aspect, if you're in acute pain, you'd want to get that acute pain down. And then when you're dealing more with the chronic low-level pain that you have, that's a good time. Um, going back to the traction, how old are you? 60. 60, yeah. So, I mean, traction is one of those things that's interesting because the whole idea behind traction is that – so. 
the the discs are like jelly filled fluid filled so the idea with traction is that you can sort of separate them and rehydrate them and i think and and i think there's better evidence like when you're dealing with someone who's younger that yeah. may even be possible but as you get older like at 60 70 years old your yeah. discs start to dry out so i'm not really sure like and and yeah it might feel good but is it actually doing anything long term i don't know about that and that and that's sort of the problem with traction right and and the problem with traction is that as soon as someone you know says oh i've i've got disc bulges or whatever that's sort of like well then we'll just pull you apart and and that should be the solution now mm. it, there's again if it's one of those things that i usually say if 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 you feel like you're getting better then that's good you also sometimes need to be careful um do you have any leg pain i do yeah down you do. my left leg right down to the uh, bottom of my foot and what makes you think it's a disc bulge that's causing that oh that's what's a chiropractor it's oh i see okay yeah so uh, yeah, so when, when I go on the traction, yeah, like I go on the morning. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can feel relief for the day, but then when I wake up in the morning, it's like I'm, I'm not square one, but it's 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 bad again. It's yelping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there's the thing too, right? Like your your spine will actually rehydrate overnight, being against gravity. So it's sort of so you're most symptomatic when you're most when you're most hydrated and then you're going on attraction to try to achieve the same results i i don't know right like that's where and the other thing is like leg symptoms it's like the go-to thing to say like oh it's a disc bulge but there's a lot of things that can cause that and, and most of the time it's it's typically more muscular related when it's something like that so I mean, I don't, I don't think you're doing the wrong things. And to go back to your original question, just it got me sort of thinking about a lot of yeah. things. It, once you start to feel acutely better, so you're not really dealing with that more extreme severe pain, yeah. and, and you're starting to feel more back to normal, let's call it, that's a good time to start the core rehabilitation for sure. Okay. Okay? Yep. That's good fantastic. luck. Yep. Andrew, appreciate that, pal. You want to reach out further, one 855 doctor Lou D-R-L-O-U. You can do that. Uh, Carmela, see you there. Hang on. We'll get to your call. And if you uh, still have a few minutes, if you want to make a call as well, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, Pinpoint Health Show, Global News Radio. 11.53, we got a bunch of calls. Let's uh, try to get to as many as we can. So uh, get on there, ask a question, and we'll, uh, we'll roll. Carmela, good morning. Hi, good morning. Hi. What's going on? I have a question. Sure. Um, I just tuned in. I tuned in this morning and heard a doctor. No problem. Uh, you following I, me on social media now? Not yet. <laughs> okay, you soon. should. Okay, awesome. Um, I'm having troubles with um, my left foot. Yeah. In June, um, I couldn't put it, when I woke up in the morning, I couldn't walk on it okay. right away. Very, very painful. Yep. They're suggesting it's um, plantar fasciitis. Right, okay. But I'm finding it um, that I have pain in my ankle as well. Yeah, okay. And it's not subsided. I've seen um, two sets of chiros, a physiotherapist, two sets. How Some old of them you? have uh, 50. Yeah. Have you had any imaging? Yes. And blood work? No, not blood work. For this, no. Yeah, so I mean, so this, these are the times when someone has done things and tried to intervene and it's not getting better. This is when specialized testing might play a role. So um, where are you calling from, Carmela? Toronto. Toronto. Give me a call after the show and let's set you up for an assessment. We'll take a look at it and uh, um, and see what we can find. But I, we have to do more investigating. But if it's not getting better and you've tried stuff, then those are the times that you want to dig in a little deeper for sure. Yeah, many, many things I've tried. Okay, yeah, give me a call and we'll set something up. 
Appreciate it, uh, Carmela. Uh, again, it is one eight five 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 Doctor Lou D R L O U. What are you laughing at? Because I'm thinking you're going to say help at pinpoint help. No, I stopped doing that. You know, you should change it because it's catchier. Yes, it is catchier. I'm sorry, but it's painful. Hi. What's up? How are you doing? Good. Good, sir. What's going on with you? Oh, I got a a bump on my kneecap. Okay. I actually, a ladder break with me and I fell. But, and I hit the kneecap and the toe, whatever. Did you get it looked at? Hey? Have you had it looked at? No. Well? But, uh, what do you think I'm going to say next? It's, it's not painting much. <laughs> Sorry? But it's not painting much. Yeah, but you've got a lump on it and you had trauma. So you need to get it looked at. You need to get an x-ray in order to see what's going on. You might have a fracture in there. Who knows what happened? On top of the kneecap? Yeah, why not? Oh, I thought it was like a solid piece. Uh, it's no more solid than anything else. Than when you, yeah. we, we are breakable. Yeah. Yeah, so you got to get it looked at for sure. But I keep, I keep massaging it every time. It doesn't pain. But it's not going down either. That's because you're not the doctor that should be looking at it, unfortunately. I think, again, when there's trauma and there's swelling and there's a new lesion, you got to be getting that looked at by a, uh, by a professional. Okay. Okay? All right. Okay. Thank you, sir. No problem. Thanks, pal. Appreciate it. Going to move on to uh, Jane. Hi, Jane. Hi. How are you? I am okay, thank you. Good. What's going on? Okay, um, for a couple of years, I had an issue with my ankles and feet swelling on and off, and yeah. it, would just, it would go away. But for the last four months, from my knees down, yeah. um, my calves, my shins, my ankles, the tops of my feet are extremely swollen to the point where I can only wear a pair of my husband's shoes. How old are you? I'm 59. Okay. Um, I had a cardio and stress test this past Tuesday. My heart... Yeah function is great my blood pressure is good what about vascular testing in the in the peripheries that has not been done okay. via via blood test diabetes has been ruled out okay lupus has also been ruled out but i'm getting desperate the soles of my feet are numb but extremely painful if that even makes any sense yeah I, I get stabbing pains yeah okay so, I don't know what my doctor's flummoxed. Like she she can't figure out what's going on, and I'm getting desperate. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm happy to take a look at it. Um, I think there might be you might need to get some vascular work up, like uh, peripheral vascular testing, uh, which we can do some low level stuff. And then there's a clinic that uh, that I've sent some people to in in Brampton that's very good, and and the and the cardiac surgeon there is very good. So in Toronto, uh, though, well, it might be worth right the drive. Now. Like mobility, mobility is a real issue for me yeah. at this time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, give me a call and, and I'll see how I can help you. There's uh, and see if we can find someone closer to you. Okay. What is your number again, please? It is one eight five 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 D R L O U one eight five 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 Doctor Lou Jane. That is how you would uh, go about doing that. Okay. Got you. Thank you Thank very you. much. Awesome. We got time to squeeze in, Brian. Yeah, Brian, you got about a minute, brother. Go for it. No worries. Love the show, gentlemen. Thank Thanks, you. man. Just a quick question. Yep. My mother has this tingling itch under her skin, under her uh, right rear. What is under the skin? What does under the skin mean? It, she says this is how she describes it. It's a tingling or an itching under the skin. So it might be a nerve type of issue. Okay. They say it's nerve end yep. damage. Right. But, That's all. But nobody's given us anything that we can. Actually where where how, is she diabetic? Nope. Alcohol? She, she's 87. Yeah, she drinks. She likes her rum and cokes. 
Yeah, so alcohol, like that, that definitely over a long time can cause that type of peripheral neuropathy. It's it's almost the second most common cause next to to diabetes. So um, that might be it. Again, I'm just sort of thinking out loud as you're speaking to me and and limited time. But give me a call. We can we can again go through a proper workup and and see what we can find. But if if that's there, then that might be the the cause of it. Even though it's so. Uh, centralized to one one specific area? Yeah, sometimes it can happen, yeah. Isn't that interesting? Okay. Yeah, body's a strange thing. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate that again. one 855 doctor Lou D-R-L-O-U, and info at pinpointhealth.ca. We'll take it from there. We'll catch you next week. And remember, follow always on Instagram and Facebook, social. There's uh, stuff uh, to be learned there as well. Till next time, Pinpoint Health right here, Global News Radio.